Hi, everyone. Welcome to Bad on Paper podcast. I'm Olivia Mentor. And I'm Becca Freeman. And today we are doing an in-person episode talking about our goals for the year and how we're doing six months in. I really can't believe it's been six months, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited to learn about how Becca's been doing. It's a mixed bag, but I'm <laughs> excited that like live from New York, it's it's Friday afternoon and you're here. Yes, it's great. It's honestly, this is perfect. Just what I needed this week. Well, before we get into the episode, this episode is sponsored by Knight, the makers of our favorite silk pillowcases. If you're ready to upgrade your sleep experience, you can take 20% off almost everything on their site at discovernight.com with code bad on paper. Shall we do some highs and lows? Let's. What's your high? My high is, I guess it's fitting that we're talking about yearly goals because one of my sort of small goals this year was to really commit to doing an email newsletter. I paid for the newsletter subscription site for years and years. I've tried to make it a consistent habit. And I think I was just trying to make it too perfect or something. I don't know. But I have finally sort of just taken the pressure off myself. I write whatever I want every week. And it's the only time I've been consistent about it. And the feedback has been really great. It's an opportunity for me to write things that feel a little more vulnerable than usual. And it's just been a really great creative outlet. And I'm feeling really excited about it. I have loved a lot of the essays that you've that you've put Thank out you. for your newsletter. Thank you. That means a lot. I remember one in particular about body image and it, it was probably like a month ago. Mm-hmm. That sounds right. About, I feel like it was like about your stomach or something. Probably. Oh yeah. Yeah. The, maybe the how I'm built one. Yeah. yeah. And it, it really stuck with me. Wait, will you tell people how they can find the link to sign up? Yes. Yeah. We will put the link for the sign up in the show notes and I share it every week on my stories as well. So you can sign up there and I also have a highlight. I have thought about doing an, an email newsletter so many times because, you know, like everyone says Instagram is it's just tricky because you don't own the relationship. So if Instagram ever went away or changed, your audience could go away. So I've always thought of it, especially with this book. But I, I don't know what my email newsletter would be. It's I think you should definitely do it. I don't know. For some reason, it feels like safer to me than Instagram. It's like this smaller group of people who have really opted in to what you're doing, what you're saying. And so you feel a little bit more free. I don't know. I think you should. I would subscribe. Thank you. (laughs) But what is your high? Um, My high is that we had some good TV news about rom-com pods. I can't share it with you. (laughs) Um, Sorry. But I have like a little more of an update generally on TV stuff later in the episode where I can kind of explain a little bit about the process and why I can't tell you. So please be happy for me with no details. (laughs) I'm happy for you. Thank you. And yeah, I feel like you've been talking about wanting a win and you deserve a win. You've been working really hard. So thank you. I think it's going to be great. Whatever it is. Thank you. Now to lows. (laughs) What is your low? So ironically, despite the fact that I've had this good news, I am having a very low confidence week. And this is something that is one of my biggest negative traits is I can only hold on to a win for like two days and then I'm on to the next thing. What's wrong? Like I don't I'm not very good at stopping and celebrating wins Mm -hmm. and I'm always focused on either what's next or what's wrong. So I know that about myself. But yeah, I'm having a really low confidence week. A few different things. 
body-wise, real low, have bought a t- I've bought thousands of dollars worth of clothing. Oh, I know I- the situation you're talking about so well, and there's nothing that can just plummet me into the depths of despair like this. And like, tried all of it on. I was like, this all looks terrible on me or doesn't fit in the first place. And, you know, so all of it's being returned. And that, so that really did not feel great. Career-wise, we have this like one kind of win, but it's just the first step. It's not anything that's certain and I don't know. So like career-wise, I just feel really low confidence. We have a bunch of other things that are equally not working out at the same time that this is. So it's like the good with the bad. And then the podcast has lost a couple of sponsors over the past few weeks. And so I'm like, oh, the podcast has always been such a bright spot. And now I'm like, I feel like I, I don't even know how I feel. I just I feel very shaken confidence wise. I totally understand. I feel like I've been in a similar spot. And yeah, it's not fun. I feel like it's a very weird month. Well, I feel like everything was wrong in May. I feel like May was just like a low month. Everything was bad. And now I feel like June is a mixed bag, but it's like kind of like a roller coaster where it's like, yeah, good things, bad things, good things, bad things. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. That's true. I don't know. What's what's your low? Mine is, I mean, mine is kind of the same. I've had a, a difficult work situation where I was really excited about something I created and the client was not and it was just a little bit of a shot to my confidence and a little bit of a shot to me like I was like oh well maybe this does suck maybe I do suck uh instead of just kind of trusting my gut it's so ironic that we're having this conversation literally the week after having an expert on imposter syndrome (laughs) on and I was like this changed my life for exactly one week we have learned nothing (laughs) nothing yeah, I I listened to that episode again and recently just to absorb some of Dr. Orbe Austin's wisdom. But gosh, it's still it was, hard. It was literally life changing. But then I'm <laughs> clearly haven't absorbed. <laughs> Beck and I got off that interview and we were like, can she like coach us through life? Yeah, I think. Yeah. <laughs> clearly we need it. I mean, <laughs> oh, my God. <sighs> anyway, let's take an ad break. Since we're already talking about goals, let's talk about one of my biggest goals from last year. So after a busy start to 2021, getting married, things were crazy. I was determined to practice the ultimate form of self-care that I had been avoiding for many, many years and make doctor's appointments. I set aside an afternoon to make a list of all the appointments that I had been avoiding for, as I said, quite literally years. And I booked everything from a physical to a dermatologist appointment and more. I expected it to take the whole day, but I use ZocDoc and the process honestly took me less than an hour. ZocDoc is a free app that shows you doctors who are patient reviewed, take your insurance and are available when you need. Wait, I didn't know this about you that you're a doctor avoider. I've gotten better about it in the past year, but it was almost like the more I didn't book the appointment, the more it built up anxiety and stress in my mind. But the second I went to ZocDoc and booked the appointments, I I felt like a weight had been lifted off my shoulders. There's no better feeling than going to the doctor and getting a clean bill of health. Yes. Especially if you have health anxiety. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Do it. ZocDoc is seriously the best if you need to find a new doctor too. I love that I can plug in 
any type of doctor I'm looking for, from primary care to dentist to physical therapists and any preferences I have. Like, for example, last time I found a new doctor through it, I was looking for a female OBGYN. And they give me a list of doctors who are in-network take my insurance, and allow me to sort by distance or patient rating. And the booking is all online, so you never have to wait on hold with a receptionist ever again. And I love that you can see a doctor's entire schedule instead of just the next available appointment, so I can pick a time that actually is convenient for me instead of just the one they offer me. And some doctors have appointments as soon as today. Every month, millions of people use ZocDoc, and I'm one of them. It's my go-to whenever I need to find and book a doctor. Go to ZocDoc.com BOP and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then you can start your search for a top-rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot BOP. ZocDoc.com BOP. So into the goals, it's ironic that we're both having very low confidence (laughs) weeks and we're like, let's talk about how we're doing with our goals. I'm actually really excited to discuss this, though, because I I think that it's something you and I have in common. We love goals. We love planning. I also am excited because the last time I was here, I was like so new to all of this and I was so scared and I feel totally different now and I'm so excited and I feel so much more comfortable. So it's a nice it's, I don't know. It's just nice. I'm glad to be here. <laughs> I love that. I love that you feel, even in just two, two and a half months, that you feel safe. Yes, I do. I do. Well, okay. So you weren't here at the beginning of the year. Grace and I did an episode at the beginning of the year in January. We'll link it in the show notes where we talked about how we did on our 2021 goals and then our goals for 2022. So what we're going to do today is Olivia is going to tell us her goals in the first place so that we can check in on them at the end of the year and also tell us how she's doing. And then I'll do the same. I'll give updates on all of my goals and if they're still goals. I don't know. I guess like temperature check before we get into it. How are you feeling <laughs> about goals? Like, are you like, yeah, I'm I'm killing it this year. Or you're like, ooh, it's been it hasn't been what I thought this year. Like, what's your what's your overall vibe? I think I'm somewhere in the middle, but in the past years and this year as well, I've kind of cut back on the things that I promised myself to do and the goals I have, and I've made them a little broader. But then there are also specific things that I definitely haven't accomplished. So kind of in between. But generally, I think I feel good and I don't feel like I'm actively failing at anything. Okay, good. Okay, so to start with, tell me your professional goals and then how you're doing with them. Okay. Professional goals. So my first goal was to finish the final version of my book, to go through edits, to go through the second draft and the third and however many million more I need, and then to start to put that in front of agents and then get an agent and then sell the book. (laughs) Wait, you're making this sound... Like all one goal. So you have it listed out here in the outline as four separate goals. Yes, Because I feel like you're gearing up to tell us that you haven't succeeded yet. No, I have not. They're all kind of part of the same thing, I guess. But they're, they were broken down into separate goals, I think, because I was like, I'll give myself more of a chance because maybe I can just do one of them and then... Okay, so yeah. let's start with, okay, finish first draft edits. I'm okay. just taking over here. This is <laughs> Please this do. is your my goal show. <laughs> great, great. <laughs> How are we doing with finish first draft edits? If you would have asked me 
three weeks ago, I would have said, absolutely terrible. I'm never finishing. Now, I honestly feel like I could finish a second draft by the end of the month. What? I know. I I had some sort of an epiphany this weekend. And I went through and I wrote a summary for each chapter where I was like, this is happening. Because I feel like, I don't know if you can relate, I needed to be very clear on what was actually happening. Like, in just the most basic form instead of like long chapters. Anyway, it's I don't know. a lot know. to hold in your head. Yeah. And so I wrote notes for each chapter of what has to change. And like, it's all just written out in little bite-sized like check marks. And anyway, my goal is to do it this weekend. <laughs> so wait, you literally think that you can finish your second draft in a weekend? I think I can. Oh my God. I'm horrifically jealous. Oh, well, horrifically jealous. I mean, I could be completely insane, Becca. Like, please keep this in mind. But I have a weekend to myself this weekend. Jake is going camping again for God knows what reason. I don't happiness, I guess. I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> happiness. <laughs> you know, peace, nature. I'm not sure. But yeah, I'm I feel like what? it's possible for the first time in a long time. Okay. I am gonna need an update on this. I I'm yeah. <laughs> seethingly jealous. I can't wait to listen to this in two weeks and laugh at myself when it's not done. But We'll see. But it still needs a lot of a lot of work. But I just feel like I know the steps to get there. Whereas two weeks ago, I had no clue. So so what's after this? Is there then like a third and a fourth draft? Or you're like, no, a second draft and then we're good. I think a third draft will be like perfecting it, line edits, that kind of thing. Oh, my God. Again, Our- this isn't something to be proud of. I literally put it off for six months and then just worked for 12 hours last weekend. Yeah, but that sounds like your first draft I feel like must be really strong if you feel like you can then finish your second draft in a weekend. I don't know if it's strong because there are still major structural issues, but I will say that I read it through last weekend and I felt like it, it felt like a book. Like it felt like that's amazing. Of course there are things that are wrong with it, but yeah, I I had a confidence boost. So am I going to have to hate you? No, because this won't happen. This is probably all fake, guys. But No, I hope it does. I hope for you that it does. But like, oh, man. Oh, trust me. I have much more faith in you than I have in myself. But maybe we can motivate each other. You've been motivating me all this time, though. Yeah, because but I you feel have been like- so consistent, which as we said in the, the episode about our books, that is the key. But I've spent five months writing my second draft. And you're like, I can do this in a yeah, week. Yeah, but yours is probably much better. I mean... I don't know. I don't know. I don't think it's very good right now. I don't know. <laughs> anyway. Uh, anyway. So, yes, that was my number one goal, but we'll see where what happens. Okay. So then the second one you have on here is start second book. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. After I finish the draft, I would like to start my second book, which I have a vague idea about. So I would like to do that by September. Oh, wow. Okay. And I've actually had that goal for the past two years, but I've just spent all this time on the first book. So we'll see. Okay. How about get literary agent? I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. It's a kind of a vague premise. I'm making more connections like in that world now. And there are a few things that seem kind of promising, but nothing that I, I have more hope of that than I did probably a month ago, but I don't know. Okay. I think it can happen. Okay. And then obviously these are all the steps leading to the fourth goal, which is sell a book. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. Okay. (laughs) I'm not sure about any of it, but I'm moving forward blindly regardless. So I feel proud of that. So it's interesting. All of your professional goals are related to this book and none of them are related to 
your freelance work or anything you're doing on Instagram, et cetera. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Well, maybe that means like being an author is the future of your Mm -hmm. career and like everything else is just treading water. Maybe. I mean, I really would like to have more say in the types of assignments I do because I just do so many that I just hate doing, to be completely honest. But we'll see. I didn't really have this goal clear cut, but with the podcast, because the opportunity came to me literally the beginning of January, even though I did not reply to Becca for two weeks as she likes to (laughs) to remind me because I was scared and I was going to say no. I feel like it's somehow symbolic of a career shift that feels really good for me because I don't know. I, I just, I was really scared to say yes. I was really scared to write a book and moving forward anyway. And it's been good so far. So I'm yeah. glad you feel that way. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks for having me. <laughs> You're so welcome. What about, what about on the personal side? What are your personal goals for this year? So my first personal goal was to really make the early mornings become second nature. I think I have gotten there sort of I don't wake up at five every single morning but it doesn't feel hard to me when I do okay and I naturally wake up earlier even if it's you know 6 30 or whatever so I feel like I feel like it's pretty good I don't fear them anymore I used to really fear early mornings oh. and now I just I look at them as awesome I also feel like your enjoyment of them is so high where yeah. like the way you talk about using your time in the early morning or if I got up at five, I would just be complaining and be like, I am in misery. It took a lot of time. Yeah, I, I really, really, really do enjoy morning so much. So so maybe it's not like second nature yet, but it, it feels like your mindset has shifted where you're like, this is incredible. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah, we can we can count that as a success sort of. We're on the road. It's not yeah. the end of the year. You don't have to have completed it, but it feels like yeah. trending positively. Yeah, I think so. I think so. And then my next goal, and this was the biggest goal for the year, was just to travel as much as humanly possible. And I've really done that <laughs> more so than ever in my life. And it's been different because after like two years of a very sort of solid routine, I just haven't had that. But worth it. Definitely pushed me out of my comfort zone multiple times. And yeah, I'm, I mean, <laughs> it's been a lot of expenses, but I'm trying to adjust my spending accordingly. So we'll see. But yeah, check. Okay. And then kind of a professional personal hybrid. I made a goal to save 60% of every paycheck I get. And I get a lot of smaller paychecks because of freelancing and whatnot. So that's also been a little bit difficult with traveling, but so far I've done it. So that's good. I have two follow-up questions on that one. Is this before or after taxes? Before. Okay. So part of that is you'll have to pay taxes. Yes. And so you're saving the taxes. Yeah. To be totally honest, I have no idea if this is even a good number or anything. I'm the least financially savvy person in the world, but it's worked out okay so far. And then when you say savings, like when you book a trip, are you paying for that out of the money that you've saved or are you paying for that out of like other money? Other money. So, okay. yeah, I don't touch the savings. So, it's like long-term Except for savings. taxes. Yes. Okay. So, that's Oh, been... that's like, that's incredible. Oh, thanks. It's very difficult. But usually in the past when I was spending more than usual with the travel, for example, I would adjust that. I'd be like, okay, I can save 50% or, or – but I've really stuck to it. And instead, I've been like, okay, we're not ordering Seamless for the rest of the year or – 
you know, I'm not going to spend anything this month or whatever. So it's been difficult or I'm going to like sell some stuff on Poshmark, but so far. Okay. (laughs) Okay. And okay. So a general one, a general goal I had was to stop seeking outside approval and reassurance from other people, which is kind of vague. Uh, It's a definite like internal tendency I have to like make sure everything's okay and like that people like me and that I'm doing the right thing and that everyone understands my motivations and perspective like 100%. And I've really worked on letting that go. And I I feel like I've made a lot of progress. That's amazing. This feels like a huge goal that isn't, you know, you're like, okay, it's going to take me a weekend. Yeah. And I think the podcast has really helped with it. I remember when we first started how I asked you like, oh, when do you stop like overthinking everything you said, you know, and you were like, oh, I don't, you know, I don't worry about it. Or, and I was just like, oh my gosh, I am constantly questioning if I said the right thing or if people will misinterpret me. And I've just learned to lean into trusting myself more and knowing that like, I'm a smart, thoughtful person, not perfect, of course, but yeah. Well, if it helps at all, that is how I see you from the outside. Thanks. (laughs) Thank you. That means a lot. Last goal was to keep up with my five-year journal. It's just a few lines every day, and I definitely fall out of the habit sometimes for a few days at a time, uh, but I've made a point to catch up every time, so it's been great. That's great. I have one of these, and maybe I should start doing this because I I talk nonstop about how jealous I am of people who journal, and especially right now, I feel like I'm in such a time of transition. I would love to have a journal to look back on. You, It's the perfect tool because – I'm really excited next year to go to January 1st and be able to look at what I was writing down on January 1st of 2022. And it's all in the same place. It's easy to keep track of. Maybe I need to get a new one because I feel like I've kind of gotten one and botched it. You should. It's totally worth it. I'll send you the link to the one I use. Okay. We'll put it in the show notes too. And then I see you have a random one here that I'm very curious about and This is the one that I don't think I will get to this year. Okay. But I'm going to talk about it anyway because I think it's interesting. So the end of last year, I read this book called 4,000 Weeks, Time Management for Mortals. I've been hearing about this book everywhere. Yeah, it's very interesting. Uh, The concept is basically as a human, your average life will only be 4,000 weeks, which is completely mind-blowing if you really think about it. And so it kind of breaks down how to make the most of your time from like a how will this fulfill you? kind of perspective. And there's this one chapter about an assignment that an I think it's an art professor gives her students, which is to pick a painting and then stare at it for three hours straight. And then you don't do anything else. And then you just kind of note the ways your perspective on it changes as those three hours pass, what you're able to realize that you wouldn't if you were just looking at it for 10 seconds and moving on. And so the author does this challenge and he talks about how he like was having all these revelations and he looked down at his timer and it had been like 15 minutes. I just thought that was really interesting in terms of how we appreciate things and view things in day-to-day life and make the most of them. I don't think I will do it because I feel like I would be awkward like just sitting somewhere for three hours. I feel like they'd be like, is she a threat? Like why has she been here for three hours? But I feel like this book is popular enough that anyone working at a museum is probably like, oh, yeah, they're doing that three-hour challenge. Yeah, maybe. I've been – there's a museum in Philly called the Barnes Foundation that I really like, and I'd like to try it, but 
I might check it out. I don't know. We'll see. So this is not what I thought it was. <laughs> I thought this was going to be like you wanted to like have a craft afternoon and like <laughs> that would try be fun some too. painting. And I love a craft project. So I was like, yeah, let me get in on this. But like I haven't read the book yet. <laughs> and so maybe maybe I should. Um, I'm still reading my two nonfiction books from January that I like have. Which ones are finished. those? Um, so I started. I came all this way to meet you by Jamie Attenberg, okay. who's a writer, and it's kind of like it's it's a little bit more of a memoir mm-hmm. about her life writing. And then I had also started Better Than Before, which is Gretchen Rubin's books about habits. Mm, that sounds good. And in January, I was like reading for half an hour every morning, and I was like, I'm going to read nonfiction in the morning, <laughs> and like that's clearly fallen by the wayside. So they're not the most engaging books sometimes, but. There are good tidbits. I wish that I could just transplant this into my brain where I like know it, but don't have to read the book. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Same. That would make life easier, I think. Do you have any new goals since the beginning of the year that like you couldn't have foreseen that you'd like to add in? Well, going back to how the podcast has changed kind of my day-to-day life and career and perspective on things, I've been really trying not to be motivated by fear for things like recently I was approached to do this creative project and I swear to you I spent three weeks waffling on like oh well what if someone views it as this way or what if I'm terrible or what if and then I was just like well why don't you just try and see if you enjoy it and go from there instead of setting you up for setting yourself up from failure at the beginning and so I've tried to have that perspective because it worked out well for the podcast. I was absolutely terrified. I've absolutely loved doing it. So, yeah, I think that's it. Okay. Kind of vague and, you know, not concrete, but okay, we'll see. Let's take an ad break. Today's episode is sponsored by one of our longest running sponsors. You know them. You love them. It's night. Night is a brand that exists at the intersection of beauty and sleep using textiles to solve your sleep woes. And today we want to talk to you all about the chill pillowcase. So we're getting into the hottest part of the year. I don't have central air conditioning. I just have a window AC unit. And when it gets super hot, that doesn't even cool down my bedroom enough to be comfy. Like I love to be cold when I sleep. In a hotel, my first step is to set the air conditioning to 68. I love sleeping cold. I'm the same way, and I can really relate to that. We also only have window units, and also our bedroom is in the third floor, and heat rises. And I'll go up there after a long day, ready to like curl in bed, and it is blazing hot. Plus, I sleep next to Jake, who is literally a human furnace. But one thing that has changed my sleep so much over the past few months is switching to Knight's chill pillowcases, and Jake loves them too. I like to believe they're kind of made of magic. And honestly, we only have one and Jake and I are constantly like, who gets the the chill pillowcase? These pillowcases are made of a custom blend of rayon from bamboo and nylon, both of which are proven to feel cooler than cotton and polyester, which are two of the most common fabrics used for pillowcases. And the cooling effect won't wash out or diminish over time. And sleeping cool isn't just a comfort thing. Studies also show that sleeping hot can be disruptive to REM cycles. So it really affects your sleep quality too. And the fabric wicks away excess moisture from skin, which helps to reduce oil-based breakouts and promote healthy, balanced skin. So like comfort and vanity, people, the best of both worlds. 
If you're ready for a cooler sleep experience this summer, we highly recommend checking out Knight's Chill Pillowcases. Go to discovernight.com and use code BADONPAPER, all one word, for 20% off almost everything on the site, including their pillowcases. Again, that's discovernight.com with code BADONPAPER for 20% off. Let's get into your goals. I did listen to the episode you did with Grace originally, but I haven't listened to it since it came out. So I'm very excited to go over all of this, although I feel like we talk about a lot of it here and there, just in day-to-day life chatting. But let's start with professional goals. Tell me about them. Tell me how you're doing. Well, actually, let me go back. How do you feel about them in general? I... I feel like in some ways I may have been overly ambitious on my goals. Naturally. (laughs) But I feel like I have been operating. I've been trying my hardest. So there's nothing about me that is like, you've really been lax about these. Like I've been very focused on the right things. So I feel proud of myself, even if now halfway through the year, I'm like, this might be unrealistic. (laughs) You should be proud of yourself. So I feel good. Okay, good. I feel good. So back to the professional goals, you, as I've said many times, are like a one woman machine. I don't know how you're constantly working so hard and creating so many ideas and just killing it. But thank you. Let's let's break it down. So the first one you have here is sell a TV show slash film based on past or current rom-com pods project. So we're on the road. Okay. So for two of our podcasts, we have set up the project with a production company. No money has changed hands. So I cannot say that we have done this goal. This one, I think, is something that, like, I have grown to understand much more about how this process works. And I think I I just had never done it before and so did not know what it entails. Mm -hmm. So I thought it was like, oh, okay, like, you found a production company, check, done. No. So basically, the first step, at least in our process right now, is that we're finding a production company. And then from there, the production company is kind of parallel pathing, either finding a showrunner who's like the boss on the TV show, because I am not qualified to be the boss having never done this before. I would like to participate, but (laughs) I am not in charge. And so in some cases, those people might be notable and have their own relationships and deals with studios. Or the other side of that is their parallel pathing finding studios. Another thing I didn't know is that a studio is sometimes different than a distributor. So a studio might be Netflix, and Netflix will be the distributor who it ultimately is on their platform. But also, like, a studio could be another entity in the middle, and then from there it gets sold to a distributor. So we're like in step one of three or four of like this actually getting made at the point where a studio is on board, money will change hands. And I will be able to say that this goal is complete. I hope that this will still happen this year. It is a longer process than I realized. I'm also just realizing like, and I guess I knew this just from like hearing other people talk about it, but like these things are so fragile and can fall apart at any time. So even that, even that we're at step one doesn't mean that we will get to the end. But another thing that I've been doing is I've also been looking at optioning book properties 
to adapt into, well, the two that we're looking at would both be films. But I'm like, I feel very scrappy about this where I'm like, nobody will say that I am not trying hard enough on this goal. Oh, you are. I don't know I who, can I don't know who the people are who would be naysaying, but like, if I'm going down, I'm going down swinging. <laughs> you are. It's true. I have no doubt that it will happen. I hope so. I hope so. It's like really a whole other world. I feel so dumb every time you talk about it because I'm like, uh-huh. Obviously, you're killing it. I don't understand the ins and outs, but everything you just said I don't was understand so the fascinating. Ins and outs. I like every day learn something new. I I love like what you've done with rom-com pods and what you do with all your creative projects because I I feel like this idea of being it's kind of like writing a book you're like well how does that work like how does doing a fiction podcast work and just figuring out or how does all the things you just talked about work and you've just you're figuring it out and you're doing it and you're hitting all the steps I mean I mean first of all we're not doing it alone we have agents who are helping second thing is like with rom-com pods originally we like made up our own process and now like we were outsiders. We were just like, we're doing this. We self-financed it so we could. And now we're, we're basically like opting into the traditional system. And we're like, we have no idea how this works. (laughs) Well, you figured it out for yourself one time. So, I mean, yeah, you can keep doing it. Yeah. So in process, not there yet, but in process. Okay. Well, sounds promising. Okay. So number two is you want to sell your book. So let's talk about that. So on the road, I feel good about where I am. I think that I was overambitious about how quickly I could get through the edit process. I mean, you're going to get through it in a weekend. Clearly, I am too. So <laughs> I've been working on editing since mid-January. And I talked about in the episode we did a couple weeks ago about writing a book that I'm like, some parts of it are in a third draft and the end is in a first draft. So I'm hopefully closing out my third draft, I guess. By the end of the month. Okay. And then my next step is that I'm going to let people read it. A few a few select people. Me. I've been told I am one of them, maybe. Yes, you can be one of them. Yay. Um, and among them, one of the people are the person who I would like to be my agent who has offered to read it. And I, I feel quite guilty that I will kind of have a – probably have a different agent process. So we're going to talk about the agent process how that works in our How a Book Gets Made series. So I'm excited to share how that process usually goes through somebody else's experience, but I think mine might be slightly different. So I'm on the road. I said that I wanted to be selling it this summer. I I feel like from where I am right now, I feel like I need at least two more drafts. So I would like to be in the position at the end of the summer that I've completed those two drafts. I don't know how realistic that is. I do think it's taking less and less time every time I go through. So we'll see. So good. On track. Not on track that I said in the episode at the beginning of the year, but I think by the end of the year, this is still feasible. Okay, good. And good. I'm working hard. I, You really are. Working hard. You really are. I can't confirm. And that's like, that's part of it where I'm like, okay, if I'm putting in the effort, even if I don't accomplish the goal. Yeah. You get like. Oh, yeah. Consolation I mean, that's points. like. 90% of it. I think the first year I, I was like, I'm going to finish a book this year and it took me like two years. I don't know. Anyway, the next one. Wow. We have a lot of similar ones, we which really is really do. funny really because funny. we didn't obviously coordinate any of this in January. But so book number two, do you have the idea? Yes, I do have the idea. I 
do not want to split my focus and start writing it until I'm and and it doesn't need to be like there will be edits after I sell the book, but I'd like to get my current book to the point of it's ready to sell before I start the next yeah, one. I feel the exact same way. So I don't know if this one will happen. I think this is up in the air. And if it doesn't happen because I've just been working on book one, as long as I'm not like last year, I feel like I took months off where I wasn't working on it. Like as long as I'm consistently working on it, it's fine if this gets pushed. Yeah. How different is the concept from your first book? Quite different. It is my my the book I'm working on now is not a romance. The A story is a friendship story. And then the B story is like there's two relationship stories, whereas this one I think will be more of like a traditional romance. Nice. I'm excited to hear more. And I think it's more of like, I guess it's more of like a romantic drama than a romantic comedy. Interesting. Okay. I'm going to ask you more about that later. So your next goal was to sell and create at least one new rom-com pods podcast. I don't know if this will happen. It's ambitious. So... The reason I don't know if this will happen is the marketplace. We were just having a conversation with our agent about this yesterday, and it's a hard market for fiction podcasts. And we've especially had – it's really interesting because I feel like it's broadly accepted in the publishing, the book publishing industry, that romance keeps the lights on. Mm-hmm. Like, romance is the thing that sells the most. It is what is, like, the foundation of the publishing industry. And if you talk to any publishing professional – like whether they work in romance or not, like it is understood and respected versus I feel like in Hollywood, like in TV and films, there's like an aversion to romance where it's like they're like nobody wants this, which I do not think is true. And so we've had so many calls and meetings and they've all gone really well. And like a lot of it boils down to that people aren't interested in buying romance, like they're interested in buying horror, which I would be terrible at. Like I'm too much of a baby. It would be like... (laughs) And then the protagonist runs away (laughs) or crime or sci-fi. And so we really want to stay in romance. And I don't know how much opportunity there is. So we're meeting very regularly with people. And like this could happen. Like this could come through. But like based on the state of the marketplace, like I'm just not positive. Mm -hmm. And we've, we've decided, Rachel and I together, that we are not in a place that we can continue to self-finance these because self-financing means that we pay for the production, but it also means we don't get paid for our time. Right. And like we need to, I I have too many bets that I'm not getting paid for right now. (laughs) Like I need to be paid for this. Yeah. And we feel like we have the track record to show that like we can do this. So we're not going to do any more ourselves. Like we need somebody to, come in with money. Okay. So how, how do you feel about it? I feel fine. I feel so busy right now that if somebody came in and gave us the right amount of money and we have a couple ideas that we're really excited about, I would be excited to do this. But also I would not be sad if we didn't because I have so much other stuff going on that it's fine. Okay. Well, that seems like a healthy point of view about it. Yeah. And, and we're kind of excited about tracking these two projects through the adaptation process too. So there's still exciting stuff going on with rom-com pods, even if we're not creating new shows for podcasts. Yeah. But it's not like something I'm like, I'm not like, oh, that chapter is shut. I'm just like, oh, it's in a weird place. Okay. Fair. So your final professional goal is something that I 
find very inspiring and also can relate to because I sort of touched on a similar uh, thing earlier about freelance writing and how I'd like to focus on more creative things. Anyway, so your final professional goal was make enough money from creative projects to give up consulting by the end of the year. Tell me about that. I have no idea. (laughs) I have no idea if this is feasible. I will say when I said this in our January episode, I was like, oh, this is like my like biggest, cheriest pipe dream goal. And what I can say is that I want this now more than I did in January where I'm like, let's go. I don't know how feasible it is. It's a big goal. We're going to have to check back in in January. I (laughs) have no idea. I'm already excited about doing a January episode, by the way. My crystal ball is like, it's like when you have the magic eight ball and it's like, ask again later. Well, you never know what's going to happen. That's the thing. I mean, when I wrote my goals on January 1st, I did not know I would be co-hosting this podcast. So, And here you are. And here I am. So you just never know. So personal goals. Yes. The first one you have is stop biting your nails, which as someone who has bitten their nails their entire life can relate to, your nails look incredible, I will say. Thank you. I've done this, I think. Oh, yay. I, well, so. that's It's seriously, I don't think people understand how difficult of a habit it is to break when you've been doing it for 30 years. I think that I've, I think that I've done this. I've, there have been other points in my life where I've stopped biting my nails for like, six to nine months and then like started again so who knows depends what my stress situation is like yeah I just like have to keep my nails polished at all times and I like don't feel the compulsion anymore like at the beginning of the year I was like I was like very conscious of my nails at all times and I was like oh like yeah I remember last time I was here, one of your nails broke and you were like, oh, no, I'm just doing it. <laughs> like, I'm yeah. going to have to bite them. Yeah. So that's awesome. Yeah. No, I feel good about this. They're they're currently light purple. Very pretty. I'm right now on the at-home manicure train versus the gel manicure because I got a really traumatic gel manicure at the beginning of Ugh. the – like, not the beginning of the year, like in March where they just, like, sanded my nails down too much. They became really weak. Hmm. And I don't have naturally weak nails. And so I'm like, I want to keep them – Hard and healthy. Well, they do. They look hard and healthy. Hard and healthy. (laughs) (laughs) The name of my forthcoming (laughs) nail polish. I mean, you said it was a romantic drama, which. (laughs) Oh, no. Uh, Oh. Oh. That's. Well. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, your nails look great. They do look hard and healthy. (laughs) Your next personal goal is to host dinner parties and game nights, COVID permitting. How have you done on this? This is a great goal. I think it's it's very um, wholesome. I honestly forgot about this one until <laughs> I went back to pull my goals from the January episode and paste it in here. So I forgot about it. Okay. I haven't done it. You've had a lot going on. It is still something I aspire to do and I feel like COVID-wise could do. I just haven't. I feel like for me, dinner parties is more of a cold weather thing. Mm, I would agree. Because also the minute I turn my oven on in here, it's, it gets so hot. I can relate 100%. So I'm like, I don't want to invite people into my like sauna. Let's sweat together and then play apples to apples. So maybe this is for the fall, but I still do want to do this. Like I love having people over and like cooking for other people. And I like playing games too. Yeah, me too. What's your favorite game? Scategories. Oh, I don't think I've ever played that. Oh, I love categories. Okay, cool. Maybe. Okay. So I know you keep saying that one of these times when you come to New York, you and Jake are both going to come. And maybe yes. I can like 
plan a dinner party. Yes. When you guys are here, we can play categories. I'll invite other people. It won't just be the three of us playing categories. That sounds so fun. I would love that. I was actually just thinking today on the train, like, I really want to just, like, come here for a night, like, stay the weekend. I haven't been, like, to New York overnight in four years. I don't know, five years. I'm not sure. Time is meaningless. Anyway, that sounds lovely. Yeah, so big F on this goal, but now I remember it again. <laughs> well, it's going to get better. Clearly, I'm going to be I here hope. in the fall. I hope. So who are Leo and Noah? It says meet Leo and Noah. This could mean anything. I know. This one really got grace, too, <laughs> at the beginning of the year. So these are two of my best friend's babies mm. who live in San Francisco. Okay. And so I have successfully done this. Check. Crossed off. Oh, nice. Done. Leo is one of my best friend Ashley's babies who was born in July of 2020. So he was like getting up there where he was like a year and a half and I hadn't met him. So it was Mm. like very overdue. Noah is younger. So I was like not fully guilt ridden yet. But I went out to San Francisco in the end of February, met both of them. I don't think Leo was my biggest fan. I was going to say this begs the question, which one was better? Head to head, I, Leo I versus Noah. Oh my god! Which like, child I, is I cuter? Like no, my, I'm just kidding. My <laughs> friendships would be at risk. I would say that Noah is in. First of all, Noah is a very fat baby, and is which is great, and Adorable. is like just in like potato phase where she just just like there. Anyone can hold her. She like doesn't really do much when I was there. So like, mm. I feel like I am in potato phase. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone can hold you. You're just there. Yeah. And I don't know. I just relate to that phrase. Just Versus Leo has opinions and oh, okay. is mobile and wants to do things and not do things. And to make you a cocktail. Don't think he's there yet. <laughs> is like sentient and I am a stranger and therefore dangerous. Okay. Oh, oh, I see. Yeah. I see what you mean. Yeah. Okay. Well, sounds successful. Yeah. Check plus on this goal. Great. This next one is very surprising to me, but I think it's good. Master fake eyelashes. Bought eyelashes, have not tried to use them once. <laughs> I'm picturing you like going to classes, like trying to. <laughs> no, no, no. I just, so whenever we did live shows. Oh, I remember you saying this. We would get fake eyelashes and I always was just like, oh my God, I like have never looked better. Oh yeah, better. it changes the game. And then I bought fake eyelashes when I was in Charleston for Grace's 40th birthday last year. I don't know. I was like bored at the hotel during the day and I like needed to go to Sephora for something. And I was like, I'm getting fake eyelashes. And I did it. And it was it was the first time I did them myself. And I was like, oh, okay, Yeah. And then I did it again for my friend Kyle had this like Halloween drag birthday thing. And I, I did it for that. And I was like, oh, I I'm not good at this, but I really love it. So I wanted to get better at it. And then I haven't really had anything that's like eyelash worthy. And then I brought them with me to London because Mm. I was like, oh, I'm going to like big nights out, like do this. And then I like kind of had pink eye. So (laughs) didn't really feel like the time to introduce other factors. Yeah. And I don't think that would really be a great choice. I don't know if it was pink eye or if my eye was just irritated. But for like two days when I was there, it was like a real situation. That's the worst. So I, I have fake eyelashes. I haven't done this. I... Have you ever had lash extensions? No, I'm really bad at maintenance. Like, so, Mm -hmm. so bad at maintenance. You don't have to do anything, really. You have to get them filled. Oh, yeah. I guess you do. I never have. I just... (laughs) Oh, you just get them I just get them like, oh, I'll enjoy this for a month. Okay. But then the problem is, after you get them off, it's like, you literally feel like you look like a naked mole rat. Right. And 
then you're just left with that picture of yourself. Right. So, I mean, is it worth it? I don't know. But well, are you um, determined to sort of? Yeah, I'm bring still. This back? I'm still on this. I I just feel we like are going to a Harry Styles concert, which I feel like requires. Absolutely, I'm going to bring them to Paris. I don't know if I have anything between now and Paris that is eyelash worthy. Mm. Like this isn't an everyday thing. No, 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 no. This yeah. isn't an episode of Real Housewives. Yeah. Final one. Mm-hmm. Walks in the morning. Haven't done this at all. <laughs> I like right before we recorded the January episode, I think I like went for a walk one morning and I felt fucking like top of the world. Like I was like, my creative juices are flowing. This is so great. Mm-hmm. I'm not a morning person. So I have all this wasted time where I was like, okay, if like while I'm becoming a person, I could just walk. Yeah. Kill two birds with one stone. Haven't done this. Okay. Also don't really care. Okay. <laughs> so so would you say this is just kind of scratched off? Like, yeah, I think so. Let's focus on something so. else. Okay. I like that. And other than that one, has any other goal changed? Yes. Okay. So I know what I'm replacing switching walks with. Oh. So I mentioned that I did, I started the Couch to 5K app. I'm using the app called 5K Runner. It's a yellow icon. The whole program is supposed to be eight weeks. I've definitely been doing it longer than eight weeks and I'm like halfway through it. So I'm making my own course a little bit. I keep having to repeat runs. And then That's I okay. also like have not been as consistent with it as I should. But well, I would- it sounds like you have. Hmm. If you're still talking about it. Yeah, but like, I've like taken full weeks off. You're supposed to do it three days a week. And I'm like, eh, didn't do it last well, week. I mean, we're human beings. What do they want from us? Right. So I would like to complete it. And um, do you want to like run a 5K? No, no, no. I don't okay. want to do anything competitive. I just want to like do it myself. Okay. That's a good goal. Yeah, I, I've like been really enjoying it. That's awesome. I don't know. Like if I got injured or something, I, this would all change. But um, okay. Well, great. Yeah. Well, I really enjoyed hearing about all those. And I'm literally counting down the days until our January episode. Who knows what the world will be then? Don't wish the year away. I have so much book editing to do. I know you're getting yours done in a weekend, but like I need time. Mark my words. When we have the January episode, Becca is going to have sold like 900 different projects. We will be on her yacht. It will be. I don't think yacht ownership is in my future. (laughs) Noah and Leo will be there. Sure, they can be there. Why not? You'll be wearing bike eyelashes. Obviously. Running a 5K. Obviously. I believe it can happen. Anyway, let's take an ad break. (laughs) So if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you know that I'm completely obsessed with my pros customized shampoo and conditioner. You get started with a quiz that asks you all about your hair and lifestyle so that they can analyze over 85 personal factors to come up with a unique blend of ingredients to treat your exact concerns. I obviously have been extremely intrigued about pros after hearing how much Becca loves the products and the brand and taking the quiz myself. I am very happy to report that my shampoo and conditioner arrived recently, and I have honestly been so impressed with the results and the smell, which I will get to later. I have the world's finest hair ever, and I struggle with two things because of this. First, it gets greasy basically instantly, and second, it has exactly zero body and volume. It basically just sticks to my head and it's, it's not a good look. But after using my customized pros shampoo and conditioner, I instantly noticed how much less greasy it was and how much more volume and lift it had overall. I was very pleasantly surprised. 
but my favorite part is just how good the scent is. Wait, what scent did you get? I have the Corsica scent, and even two years later, I'm not over how good it smells. This is really funny because I also got the Corsica. (laughs) It's so good. It is so good. I really did go back and forth on deciding because they also had like a mint one that seemed, I was like, oh, I could take a shower every morning and like just give me that boost with the mint scent. But anyway. I've I've never tried any of the others because I'm so tied into Corsica. It is very good. It's described as fresh and aquatic with notes of Anjou pear, peony, and cedarwood. I mean, does it that sounds fancy? It sounds like a rich person. Fancy it's, as hell. It's 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 great, and I really really love it. And it makes my hair smell great too, without being too over the top. Which again, I feel like is a general sort of rich person feel. Yeah, it's great. If you're on the fence, you should also know that Pros is risk-free. So if you're not 100% positive that Pros is the best hair care you've ever had, they'll take the products back, no questions asked. Pros is the healthy hair care regimen with your name all over it. Take your free in-depth hair consultation and get 15% off your first order today. Go to pros.com slash B-O-P. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash B-O-P for your free in-depth hair consultation and 15% off. I'm excited to hear about your obsession this week because... I also watched this this weekend and cried. Okay, so my obsession is Hustle, the Adam Sandler movie, which I am probably the least likely candidate to be into a movie about basketball. And I, Friday night, I didn't have plans and I was... I, I like watched the preview. You know how Netflix like auto plays it and it's like, yeah, you're they, watching just, they this. just give it to you. And I was like, oh, this looks really good. And then I was like, this isn't for me. And then I kept hearing about it. Like, Grace said she really liked it. My friend Maxie said she really liked it. None of whom are sports fans. I loved this movie. It is so heartwarming. So heartwarming. It's about this guy, Adam Sandler, who is a um, talent scout. I guess you would say, for the Philadelphia 76ers. And so he's like on the road traveling the world trying to find like international basketball talents to like bring to the to the Sixers. He ends up finding this guy in Spain who's like not even on a professional basketball team. He's like a construction worker. That's very hot. Very hot. He, although he kind of looks like Kevin Richardson from the Backstreet Boys in a way that what? makes me feel uncomfortable. How dare you bring that into my mind? That ruins him. No, but he does, doesn't he? <laughs> he kind of does. Um, and he kind of, they team up and he kind of becomes like Adam Sandler's pet project and like he's trying to get into the NBA. And it's, the movie's so good. It is it is really good. And it's set in Philly. And actually, they were filming this really close to my neighborhood oh. one day. And I know this because someone just ran down our street screaming at the top of his lungs, fuck Adam Sandler, because they were like blocking all the parking or whatever, which is kind of the most Philly thing I've ever experienced. And anyway. It's a really good movie. I highly suggest you watch it as well. What's yours? Mine is... So I'm trying to get better about applying sunscreen. I am not good at it. I have never been good at it. And I know how dangerous that is. And I do wear products. And it's also something that on the internet people yell at you about. Oh, yes. I don't... I mean, I'm not proud of it. I'm not proud about being bad about it. And I do wear like foundation that has sunscreen in it. But anyway, I'm trying to be better about it. So before I started my no-buy month, I invested in... Um, a few refills of Supergoop sunscreen. I really love the glow stick. It's definitely not for everyone. because So it, it's like a stick, like a geodermic stick. It's a stick. stick. Yeah, I have it with me. It's mm. cl- completely clear. 
mm-hmm. but it does feel a little oily. But I actually prefer that to like something that has a more lotiony feel because it kind of looks like highlighter. So I can yeah. just kind of put it on like the the highest points of my face. My nose is really like freckly and can kind of get sunspots really easily. So. And also, if I'm at the beach, oh my gosh, I prefer this so much to anything else on my face. Okay, I'm interested to like check this out. I, well, I guess they're not going to be a sponsor, candidly. Um, I don't love, like Grace is obsessed with, I mean, the unseen sunscreen, I feel like is way too greasy for me, mm-hmm. which is super good I feel like the most popular one. And then the glow screen, I like don't like. The, yeah, that's the one that has sort of like tinted. A, oh, I don't have the tinted one. I have the clear. Oh, but this is glow screen. It's a liquid. It's not a stick. Oh, yeah. yeah. I have both. Oh, you have both. But the liquid version is also clear. Okay. So maybe I just don't have the tinted one. But oh, I can okay. see how that texture wouldn't be right for people. Yeah. I Like, I'm not a fan. Like, I I like, like, the Neutrogena oil-free. Oh, I've never tried that. Do you put it on under your foundation? Or you just forget to sometimes? I mean, I don't wear it unless I'm going to the beach. <laughs> I... I think a lot of people are like that and we're all dumb because I know it's so bad. It's just it's really bad. And gosh, I got so many bad sunburns as a kid. And anyway, I'm I'm going to be better people. This is my commitment. It's a goal to myself. Should we add it to your goal? Yes. Yes. This is a great goal. Okay, I'm going to add it in the goal section so that when we copy and paste this for January that you're reminded that wear sunscreen is a goal. Yes. I feel really good about that one. Okay, great. If anyone wants to join me. Please do. We can all be healthier together. And then I added 5K to mine. Oh, look, look at us. You're committed. We're going to be great on that yacht. I will be having just. If we were on a yacht, I'd wear sunscreen. Oh, yes, of course. <laughs> it's the day to day part. It's hard. OK, so what what have you been reading lately? Um, so I finished the two books that I was reading last week. So I finished Legend Born by Tracy Dion, which was the teen retelling of King Arthur's round table at a secret society at UNC. A lot happening there. A lot happening. It was good. It was like not my favorite teen series. I like a magic teen series. I like a secret society. Like no regrets whatsoever, except for the font size in the hard copy book. So like either get the hard, either get the hardcover version, which I think doesn't have this problem or get the Kindle version. Okay. But yeah, really fun. I'll read the second book for sure. Oh, well then, yeah, good. And then the second book I finished was a little bit disappointing. So I said I was reading Reunion by Megan Quinn, and it's a six-point-of-view book about, yeah, I know, about these three adult children who go home to throw their parents' 50th anniversary party, and they all get into different, like, love situations. I was really hoping that I was going to love this because the author has, like, eight million books, and I love discovering an author with, like, a deep, deep back catalog. And it was too quirky, cheesy for Mm. me. Like, I I found it a little cringe. Okay. I finished the book. But I have no compulsion to read more of the author's books. All right. Fair which enough. is a little harsh. Yeah. Well, I mean, hey, it's not not everything's for everyone. Yeah. What about you? I have been a reading machine lately. Woo! So I think I, I didn't read anything for all of being sick. And then I just I couldn't stop. So I finished The Night Swim by Megan Golden. This was on Kindle Unlimited. Uh, so I downloaded it. It is a mystery set on the coast of North Carolina about two different crimes and a podcast host who's covering them. So part of it is like podcast script and part of it is typical like description of what's happening. 
I thought it was pretty good. If you're if you're craving a thriller and you like true crime podcasts, I think you would like it. Sometimes I just really want to listen to a true crime podcast before I go to sleep. Don't ask me to explain why. But um, just nothing to put you in the sleepy just, time mood. I have been having a recurring dream that Jake has murdered someone, and now I'm connecting the dots. But anyway, if you like true crime podcasts, I think you'd like it. I also read Groupies by Sarah Priscus, which comes out in July was not for me uh, unfortunately it is extremely well researched and I mean you really feel like you're in the 1970s but it just I for some reason fell a little flat for me it wasn't a lot of um it wasn't a lot of sort of page turning plot I don't know it just kind of dragged on it wasn't for me but I think some people would like it so worth checking out if you're curious anyway and then finally I read Finley Donovan is killing it by L Casamano and I I adored this one. It's very hard to explain. It's kind of like quirky. It's like a comedy thriller. It's so funny. It's so funny. From the first line, I was like, I will enjoy this a lot. Yeah, it's like a comedy thriller mystery. It's not scary, though. No. And it was it was great. And then I was very interested to learn that the author previously wrote like YA, like fantasy. Oh, almost. interesting. Like magical realism stuff. And I was like, I don't know. I'm just always really inspired by pe- when people can jump between different genres like that. So, yeah, really liked that one. There's a second book. It's like a series, I yeah, think. Yeah, I've heard it's good, too. I haven't, have you read that? No, I haven't. I read the first book last year, and for whatever reason, I totally forgot about it until this moment. Oh, well, maybe we can read it together. Oh, <laughs> that's what we've got for you. We have Book Club coming up next week. We're reading Cover Story by Susan Rigetti. Can't wait to talk about it. And some news on our July book club pick. Yes. We are letting you pick, which is something we did for July book club back in the day. And then we started taking July off. We're not taking July off, to be clear. So what we're going to do is we're going to start a Facebook poll in our Facebook group. Just search Bad on Paper on Facebook. We're going to open it today, leave it open through Sunday. And we are letting you pick our July book club pick. It cannot be anything that we've already done in the past. So just letting you know. Still lots of options. Still lots of options. And whatever you guys pick, we will read and talk about. So I'm excited. I'm excited. And we'll let you know next week what the pick is. Yay. In the meantime, follow us on Instagram at Bad on Paper Podcast. I'm on Instagram at Becca M. Freeman. And I'm at Olivia Mentor. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.